Where am I? My mic. Here we go. Rise and shine. Liberty loving patriots. Welcome to Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. This is JC uh, filling in here tonight. Uh, my apologies for the video quality at the outset. Having to uh, switch to the webcam just for this episode. So uh, bear with me here if it looks looks a little different or not as not as good. But nevertheless. Uh, we are, we are here and let me, I'm going to try to find our chat room here, but glad to have everyone. Appreciate you being with us. We are, uh, we are live and underway with JC. So hopefully we'll have a good show for you tonight. Um, here for a little while, Chris Ann has been teaching last couple of days, so she is actually uh, on the road as we speak, uh, headed back to the studio here. So she will be back for sure uh, the next next episode. And um, you won't have to put up with me by myself. All right, so we'll, we'll get the brains of the operation uh, back and we can all learn good stuff. All right, so let's... Uh, I, uh, I want to look at a couple things today. Some of you guys may have seen some of this stuff. So, of course, I was watching um, watching Barr, the testimony from Barr. I don't know if you guys caught any of that. Kind of open up. I want to open up with that. How about that? Mr. And, Barr, um, on June 1st. Check out this representative from Washington State Democrat, uh, Jayapal, Miss Jayapal. I, or Jaya Paul, I don't, I don't know how to say your name, but this Democrat representative from Washington State, uh, she is badgering, badgering William Barr at his House Judiciary Committee testimony um, about protests, riots, that sort of thing. And I saw this pop up on... Uh, on somebody's Facebook, uh, excuse me, Instagram, um, Instagram page. And I'm not going to say the name cause I don't want to give the person any kind of, uh, any kind of publicity at all. But, um, he put it out as like, you know, watch out this lady hands it to bar and explains his role ha has to explain to bar, uh, his job description. Okay. And by the way, it doesn't matter what you think about attorney bar or whatever. I'm not, I'm not our attorney general bar, whether good guy, bad guy. Um, not, not my point here. I know we, ha I know we live in a world where that's, it's, it's incredibly difficult, um, for people to hear or talk about a person or persons and that not to be interpreted as endorsements and, and that sort of thing. But so nevertheless, just trying to make that clear. Uh, but the, the, the claim, you know, she pretty much handed him his rear and read him his job description that he didn't know. That's how, that's how I, I saw it being talked about on the Instagram. And it's like, I don't know, 3,000 comments of basically agreeing with that and how she had to tell him and she's so smart and, and all this sort of stuff. So check out. So I want you to hear, if you hadn't heard, what she actually says. Like, what's going on here when she's telling, allegedly, telling Barr his job description and laying it out like it's supposed to be. Right? So, so you tell me. Is, does she, she got it right? She's telling Barr what his job is? Let's see what she says to implement the president's agenda and dominate American people exercising First Amendment rights if they're protesting against him. But let's look at how you respond when the protesters are supporters of the president. On two separate occasions, after President Trump tweeted, liberate Michigan to subvert stay-home orders to protect the public health of people in Michigan, protesters swarmed the Michigan Capitol carrying guns 
some with swastikas, Confederate flags, and one even with a dark-haired doll with a noose around its neck. Are you aware that these protesters called for the governor to be lynched, shot, and beheaded? No. You're not aware of that? I was not aware of that. Major protests in Michigan, you're the attorney general, and you didn't know that the protesters called for the governor to be lynched, shot, and beheaded. So well, obviously you couldn't be concerned about that. Well, there are a lot you, of protests around the United States, and uh, on June attorney 1st, general I was Barr, worried about the District of Columbia, which is federal. In certain parts of the country, you're very aware of those, but when protesters with guns and swastikas I'm very, and I am aware of, flags, of excuse me, Mr. Barr, this is government. my time, and I control it. <clears throat> You are aware of certain kinds of protesters, but in Michigan, when protesters carry guns and Confederate flags and swastikas and call for the governor of Michigan to be beheaded and shot and lynched, somehow you're not aware of that. Somehow you didn't know about it, so you didn't send federal agents in to do to the president's supporters what you did to the president's protesters. In fact, you didn't you didn't put pepper balls on those protesters. So the point I'm trying to make here, Mr. Barr, that I think is very important for the country to understand is that there is a real discrepancy in how you react as the attorney general, the top cop in this country, when white men with swastikas storm a government building with guns, there is no need for the president to, quote, activate you because they're getting the president's personal agenda done. But when black people and people of color protest police brutality, systemic racism, and the president's very own lack of response to those critical issues, then you forcibly remove them with armed federal officers, pepper bombs, because they are considered terrorists by the president. You take an aggressive approach to Black Lives Matter protests, but not to right-wing extremists threatening to lynch a governor if it's for the Trump's, if it's for the president's benefit. Did I get it right, Mr. Barr? I have responsibility for the federal government, and the White House is the seat of the Mr. executive Mr. Barr, let branch, me just make it clear: you are the, supposed the to Michigan authorities the can handle of the United Michigan States of America, not violate people's First Amendment rights. You are supposed to uphold democracy and secure equal justice under the law, not violently dismantle certain protesters based on the president's personal agenda. Gentlelady's time is expired. I'm sorry, sorry. Uh, so, volume went crazy there. So, uh, I, I was, I'm watching the, I'm watching the, uh, our own YouTube channel. I'm in our own YouTube room and I got kicked out to another video. <laughs> so I don't know if the same thing happened to you. Clearly, you guys know YouTube doesn't like us, and I guess they don't like this topic or whatever. But so in the video, this Jayapal, um, I mean, you, you, hear the, you hear the comparison, right? So the protesters in, in Michigan and... You, you know, you notice she's describing it, and she gets to the part of guns, carrying guns, and they have to emphasize, you know, guns. It's so scary. It's guns. Um, again, we talked about that incident on the show. It's perfectly legal to open carry the firearms the way they were carrying. Nothing illegal about that. I, I don't. I, I guess there was some reporting. Now people clearly making comments of. We need to. This was on Facebook groups and things, and some of the participants were saying, you know, we need to, we need to drag Whitmer uh, out in the street and and string her up, you know, like the founders would have done. Some of the comments, okay, which is beside the point of what she says, right? Because again, people are saying, oh, she she gave him his job description. He didn't know what he's supposed to do, and she's setting him straight. Um, but in fact, no. That's, she's not setting anybody straight. She was unbelievably wrong uh, on so, so many points, which you guys all here, I'm sure, heard all of it right away. Beside the fact that, I mean, obviously her, her typical Democrat identity politics, it has to be framed. First, it's all about Trump and anti-Trump or pro-Trump, right? That's one. Number two, it has to be framed with a racial narrative, right? Mr. Barr, you... 
you're okay with crazy white protesters, uh, but you strong arm crazy black protesters. That's kind of the message. In fact, in his argument, actually lined up with his actual job duties, which he tried to explain to the ignorant representative, that his jurisdiction would be on federal property and that it would be the state's. If the states wanted to investigate somebody threatening uh, the governor, that's what the state would take care of. So, you, you know, th this is that's the kind of ignorance that, that's out there. And then the Democrat morons who listen to this, they think she's so smart because, and that's why, why it's important, teach your kids, teach your grandkids, make sure your students understand state sovereignty delineation of authorities, federal versus state. So you had in uh, Michigan, I think it was like a protest on a day uh, and then, you know, separate protests, a couple days or whatever. Um, nothing was destroyed. Uh, nothing was set on fire. I mean, it was an actual protest. Now, the comments that she refers to is apparently made in, in uh in Facebook, in private Facebook chat rooms. So, I mean, it's not even the protest. But she says there was a, a doll with dark hair with a noose. Um, now, again, I, I don't know. I, I didn't go back and dig up archives. But I would suspect Jayapal was, was probably cheering when What's-Her-Name had the severed bloody head of Trump. She's probably not con condemning that. So again, you know, a Barbie doll with black hair with a noose around the neck, no matter how offensive that is to you, uh, that's actually protected speech, okay? Now, even the threats of saying, I, I would argue even the, even the so-called threat where you're on Facebook saying, we need to drag this lady out in the streets and string her up like our founders would have done. Uh, maybe that's a little over the top, but I, I would think, and Chrisanne could probably tell us more specifically, but again, that sounds like eh, maybe not advisable speech, but it sounds like political speech. I suppose, you know, somebody could certainly make an argument, which again would be up to state investigators to, to uh, investigate. Whether is this a legitimate threat? Do they, re do they really mean this? Uh, what, was their intent... And, and means to carry it out, was this threat imminent, whatever. But again, an idiot. She thinks, she thinks, and she called him, I think she called him top, uh, top policeman or something uh, in, her, in her comments in the country. So she literally thinks the Office of the Attorney General is supposed to, which is, this is the irony of the thing, right? This is what stood out for me. This is the irony of it. Um, while at the same time complaining about the so-called aggressive measures against protesters in Portland, she is suggesting, at the same time that she's saying this, she's suggesting that it is, in fact, the job of the federal government, and attorney bar in particular, to be the police force in cities around the country. So just, I don't know if you guys heard this or saw this, but just kind of wanted to point it out point out that contradiction that popped up to me when I hear her saying this. You're using aggressive manners in Portland and condemning this and you shouldn't be there, get the troops out, while at the same time suggesting to the Attorney General that it's his job to be the policeman in these cities. Why Why weren't you the policeman in Wisconsin? That's your job. I mean, she says, this is your job and you didn't do anything about it, but now you want to do something about it in Portland. So this is how confused and ignorant these people are. So, you know, what can you say? No, it's not his jurisdiction. It's not his job. But, again, this is the discussion we've had about Portland. To the extent that he and his officers, whatever you want to call them, are defending federal property that's being set on fire and vandalized, that, that could be argued that that is, in fact, their jurisdiction. There were no federal properties or buildings. Now, federal property is another discussion, but there were no federal buildings or property involved in the Michigan 
protest. Just the fact that she doesn't like that these were white people and right wingers. I mean, and and they weren't anti-Trump or Marxist or destroying things. So this this is upsetting to her. So that's all that's about. So I, I thought pretty much again, I'm not a not a William Barr fan. Um, not an easy guy to cheer for overall, but for the most part, uh, you know, and he gave a great response about the politicizing of his job, and he, I thought his response was great when he said, what I've been trying to do is reassert the rule of law, whereas, he says, I feel previously we had gone off the rails. I forget the exact phrasing he used, but he basically said it should be one law for everyone. And he says, I feel, you know, we left that. So I'm trying to, what I've been trying to do is get back to that, that the rule applies equally to everybody. And, and I think he referenced uh, Stone or Flynn in particular. And, you know, he said, I thought this was a righteous prosecution. Uh, they prosecuted, they, they convicted, and they sentenced. He said, however, the sentence was not comparable to people in the similar situation. It was excessive, so I reduced it from, whatever, seven to nine to three and a half. And, of course, we know then later uh, the president commuted it. But he said this is, this is typical for this thing. So it's not a favor. So not only should, should uh, you know, the president and his friends not get favored treatment, but they also shouldn't get harsh treatment just because of who they are. So to the extent that he's describing how the rule of law should actually work, I, I, Barr, I, Barr was on target. You know, he, he actually, I think he said that uh, absolutely correct. Now, we can look at Barr's history where, you know, there are times that he didn't do that. He protected deep state elements. And, yeah, I mean, he's got all kind of baggage. But in this instance... As far as what he said, he's right on target. And this this Jayapal is an idiot. So that's that. There, it's crazy, you know. So it's the same old, same old. And again, political theater. But today, I'm I really I wanted to talk about this issue of the coming storm. Is there a storm that's coming? And what could that what could that look like? You know, and I, and I say that specifically in the context of the, the election. Because, you know, here we are, election time. In fact, we're very close to national elections. And, you know, it's this, again, this choice of Trump or Biden. Obviously, Jurgensen is not going to get any immediate play. Nobody's talking about, nobody's talking about, you know, any other option. Than, than the two, you know, they want you to choose from. But there, I, I've now been in numerous conversations in the last month um, comparing these, these two. And the um, efficacy, let's say, in other words, you know, what, what are we going to accomplish by electing one or, or the other? And some would say, and, and, I, and I agree, tree climbing, you know, the storm is already here. So I, I guess maybe my question should be, will the storm get worse? Is it going away? Like, what are, what are we supposed to see? And what kind of, again, the, all these conversations, this is on people's mind. I, it, it's starting to be a pattern. Everywhere I go, this is the conversation. And, and, I, and I say, I can tell you this. To sort of sum it up, there doesn't seem to be a lot of confidence in uh, in a a change or a resolution, regardless of who wins national elections. And what kind of prompted, you know, spurred me in this, in addition to those conversations, is this comment from an ex Sanders campaign chair that where she said voting for Biden is comparable to eating a bowl of excrement. So top advisor to Bernie Sanders, former top advisor, 
Nina Turner, one-time Ohio State Senator. She chaired the uh, Sanders failed 2020 campaign. And she was talking with the Atlantic when she made this comment. She says, it's like saying to somebody, you have a bowl of excrement, a bowl of bleep in front of you, and you've got to, and all you've got to do, she says, is eat half of it instead of the whole thing. It's still bleep, it's still excrement. And for the kitties out there, excrement is, is your poopy. It's your poop. So it's a bowl of poop. And, and so I, I, I now I think the implication here is what she's saying is that Trump is the because she says half like all you got to do is eat half of it. Vote for Biden is eating half the bowl of excrement. So what she's implying is Trump is the full bowl. OK, so, so to vote for Trump is to eat eat an entire bowl of excrement. But eating but voting Sanders is eating half half the bowl. OK. So, and I, I was curious about this, and I, you know, sort of had this conversation. I've mentioned this numerous times, even on the show, that this, uh, what is her name again? This, this Bernie Sanders uh, person represents a portion of the radicals. And, and I, I, I want to come up with a graphic. I, I, I wish I would have, I'm not an artist necessarily. I, I would love to come up with a graphic, but, you know, I, not to sound weird or anything, but I, I woke up from this dream. I had this dream several nights ago. And I won't go into all the details. And I, I, I woke up and it was like, you know, just, I got this download where this crystallized in my mind of, of the warring factions in America. And the sides are split. It's like a, it's not monolithic and it's not just, it's not just this singular dichotomy of this side versus that side. There's split amongst the groups. And so even amongst the radicals, there is, there's a, there's a differentiation. Okay, and I think you see that in in her comments about Biden to to an extent. So the radicals don't support like we would. I mean, clearly we think Biden's radical, but to some extent he's he's establishment Democrat who panders to the radical wing in hopes of you know appeasing them and getting their their support, um, and. I think what's evident from these comments that Biden is half a half a uh, half a bowl of poop that they don't support him. Okay, but you have you you have within this group, um, and, and it breaks down on the right. I think in a similar way. So you have a group to the extent. I, I now, in fact, I don't think anybody on the Democrat side accepts the Constitution. They they reject the Constitution, uh, but to an extent, they accept the idea of of governmental structures. So you have a portion. I think you know some within within the Democrat Radical Party that that and it is good versus evil. But but there's there are there are segments here that I, that have to be understood. You have to understand what's going on, because yeah, it's good versus evil. But but what is the evil's goal? How are they operating? Uh, is it all one thing? Are they in agreement? No, they're not. So you have you have a group that you know they want to get elected. They want to take over the federal government, state governments, and and run these governments. But there's a faction that wants no government, right? They, they, they completely reject, not only reject the Constitution, which they all do, but they also reject the Republic in the sense of, let's just dissolve this thing and burn it to the ground, as in their book, Burn Down the American Plantation. Um, so, and not to get in too much the other side, you know, on the other side you have what I would call the constitutionalists that think of 
you know, they say, well, the Constitution is in danger, the Republic's in danger, it's falling, um, maybe it's largely fallen, uh, but it still functions at various levels, and we have to use constitutional means to restore the Republic, restore the Constitution. Then you have, you, you have a group that I would say, who say we're post-constitutional, the Constitution is gone, and they ad actually advocate unconstitutional means to restore the Constitution. But we'll save that for another show, I don't, don't want to get into that. But on, on the left side, so you have this group that they don't support Biden and they don't support, you know, I mean, they don't support the continued existence of America uh, in, in, in general. So then there's my question. What, it, what, what is the resolution, right? So then our choice, if our choice is Biden, so, so I don't think Biden and his establishment supporters advocate uh, you know, government ceasing to exist. No, they want control of government so they can control people. And you know, they just want it to be some sort of Marxist uh, you know, dictatorship, authoritarian style government. Whereas the radical just wants to burn it to the ground. So then that group does not say, oh, Biden got elected. I mean, this is my opinion. I don't think Biden says, all right, Biden got elected. Praise God. We can, you know, we can go back and go to our mom's basement and go back to playing Xbox. So is, is that going to happen? Right? Do, 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 and, and we'll just take the Biden scenario. So let's say Biden is, Biden becomes president of the United, of, of the United States, Right? What do these radical? What is the radicals' reaction? Do they go away? Do they stop? And if they don't stop, what does that mean? What do they do? What's going to happen? Because think about the other side. Let's assume Trump. Uh, Trump gets elected, re-elected, right? You know who? Who knows? It's going to be probably not an electoral demolishing like last time because you don't have the Hillary factor. The anti-Hillary factor, I should say. But let's say let's say he gets reelected. What do the radicals do then? I mean, I think the radicals and Biden's side, AOC and all that crowd. I mean, I I think it goes without saying that all hell breaks loose. If Trump is reelected, I really think that's a given. I mean, look at look at what we're seeing now. While he's president, so then if he's reelected, do we think this is going to tone down? Do we think they go away? It seems only reasonable to assume that what we're seeing actually increases. So I I think. Trump gets elected, left goes bat excrement crazy. The radicals go back excrement crazy. Because they will see that, you know, okay, we're not making any progress in, you know, in an electoral context. What do we have to do? Because they already advocate violence and, you know, all this stuff, Right. So what do they do when they when they feel like okay we lost we lost that battle? That's a Trump reelect. So I think that's a to me that's a foregone conclusion. So then if Biden is elected, right? Do we think then they this stops? Does it tone down? I mean maybe does it tone down a little bit? Do they stop or or is Biden seeing I mean Biden moves more, at least more in the direction ideologically if not uh, if not, um, you know, practically, as far as their methodology, he certainly moves in their direction ideologically. So, do they see that as a green light, and it gets worse, or do they think, okay, we've got some breathing room, we don't have to be as intense? But do you really think they go away? They stop this? I, I what do you guys think in the chat room? I think. This is why I say I feel like the storm a storm is coming. 
no matter what. Do I want Biden? No, certainly not. Uh, do I want Trump as president again? I, I, I don't know. I definitely don't want Biden. That's a given. Um, it it sh sure would be nice if we didn't have a two-party mafia system on that level. So, so I don't know. It seems to me, get ready. Get ready no matter what. But then I think, what, what is that going to look like? <laughs> so, so if that's the case, what does it look like? Is there hope? I mean, I, I was looking at, I was on the page of, just, just to look at the, the Democrat Socialist of America, D, the DSA, um, you know, all over, AOC's thing, right? The DSA. And I, I, look, at, I look at these guys. And if you actually, you actually go to, you know, some of their Twitter pages and sites and YouTube and this thing, I was watching one of their protests in Hillsborough County in Tampa, and man, they got it, and it wasn't even even by their the the um, description on their page, it wasn't even all their members at this protest. So it was some kind of medical care, whatever protest. It was in a parking lot. And, you know, the areas where they, you know, they'll plant a tree and then have grass around the tree. There was enough of them there to surround that little grassy spot. And then one of them was given a, a terrible speech uh, around this, this spot. So I think, you know, what, what actually could these guys do? That's, that's the DSA. And then, but then at the same time, they're laying, I think the big thread is they're laying this, um, this ideological foundation, right? Because they've infiltrated colleges, but they're also in high school. I look at this Democrat socialist in high school and the teachers, it's the teachers that lead this, by the way, and they recruit these kids into socialist activity, the Democrat. This is the young Democratic socialist uh, actually here in Hillsborough County in the Tampa area uh, at Howard W. Blake High School. So there's those guys. Then, of course, I think the more the sort of violent threat on the street, obviously, is the Antifa, uh, BLM, RAM uh, groups, okay? But then what does that look like? What does that look like? How big of a storm? Is this a big storm? Is it or just like a little sprinkle? Like, what's going on with that? So... I ran across an interesting group, the NFAC. I don't know if you're familiar with the NFAC. So this is the black black militia. All right. So this is a part of this group uh, saying, you know, well, let, let's look at what they're saying, right? Because this is if there's a storm coming, then this is part of part of the storm. And by the way, I mentioned we mentioned a couple shows ago that I, I mean I think. Obviously, I believe in the power of prayer. I think it's going to, you know, we need divine interventioning, divine intervention um, and a great awakening. By the way, when I say great awakening, uh, I use that term in the, in the, in the sense that it's been used um, for a couple hundred years now. Um, it's not a Q code word. I know that apparently now the Q movement now owns the phrase great awakening. Okay, so traditionally great awakening referred to uh, the... Uh, spreading of the gospel and people, you know, having this moral awakening and changing their their life and behavior in response to um, the gospel. So I, I I don't know. Apparently, great awakening is the president um, issue, the president by executive fiat using the military to round people up, have military tribunals that lead to execution. So, that, I mean, that's part of the thing where I said there's a segment that believes we should use unconstitutional means to save the Constitution. But, again, that's for another show. So when I say we need a great awakening, I, I'm, I'm referring to a spiritual great awakening. But, nevertheless, so this is, this is one of these groups, and you should check them out because it's, it's highly entertaining, really. I, no kidding. It's, it's highly entertaining. I'll share some of that with you. So, just for instance, this NFAC 
Uh, and here's a, here's a document from The Telegraph reporting on this. Armed black militia in America issues threat to build its own nation. So NFAC, the Not Effing Around Coalition of Black Militia, they took to the streets of Louisville, Kentucky, uh, I think on the 25th, Saturday, um, uh, or maybe in, in March, uh, anyway, at some point, they're protesting in Louisville about the shooting of Breonna Taylor. And uh, it, it goes on to report, this, this article goes on to report some of their um, declarations. So it says they're entirely separate from the Black Lives Matter movement. The NFAC is willing to use violence, as the group leaders, Grandmaster Jay, made clear. And by the way, the Black Lives Matter organization is also pro-violence and willing to use violence. So we've made the distinction before between the Black Lives Matter at a, as a slogan and Black Lives Matter as an organization. Uh, this reporter clearly either doesn't understand that or intentionally obscures that fact. But it tries to suggest that Black Lives Matter does not support violence. So Black Lives Matter as an organization, uh, in fact, does support violence. So this is Grandmaster Jay uh, in, the, in the center here. Now, the report, this, this um, story was actually published in connection with three of their members being shot at the rally by their other members. <laughs> uh, allegedly by a so-called accidental uh, discharge, right? Unintentional uh, discharge of their firearm. Now, Grandmaster Jay, John Fitzgerald Johnson, says, quote, we're all ex-military. We are a very disciplined uh, we are all expert shooters. And, and of course, I, that is not reflected by the reality of what happened here, right? Uh, keep your, you, you know, hey, guys, show up to the march and, and, and get in formation. Keep your uh, safety on, your finger off the trigger, or at least keep your finger off the trigger. So they, they shoot one another. Three, three of their members are shot. In this thing, but he says we don't want to negotiate. We don't want to sing songs. We don't want to bring signs to a gunfight. We are an eye for an eye organization. Now, assuming they were ex-military, very disciplined, and expert shooters, which clearly they're not, um, you know that might be that might be a cause for concern. And he says the solution is very simple. We follow a declaration of liberation, declaring every African descendant of the slave trade. A political prisoner here in the United States. By the way, let me mention once again, and for those new folks tuning in, this guy, right, right here, the guy in front of you, the, the one on the mic talking to you now, J.C. Hall, is a descendant of an African uh, slave and a descendant of the African slave trade. I'm not a political prisoner, okay? So, Mr. Mr. Johnson, uh, Grandmaster J. Johnson, is uh, is mistaken about that. Uh, not every African de descendant of slave trade is a political prisoner here in the United States. But that, that's, his, that's his view. And his solution, suggestion, uh, he says the uh, United States should declare that. And after that, he says the United States has a choice. They carve us a piece of land out here. We'll take Texas and let us do our own thing. Good luck with that. Grandmaster, um, or Exodus out of here and go somewhere where they will give us our own land to build uh, our nation. Okay? Now, so, you know, you could chew on that, think about what you think, but I want to show you, I, I want to show you an example of Grandmaster Johnson's, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, I, I'm, I have to try not to laugh. I want to show you uh, an example from Grandmaster Johnson. This is from Grandmaster Johnson himself. So I want to show you the Johnson's, um, uh, what shall we call this? Because What did he say? We are uh, ex-military, very disciplined, expert shooters. So I want you to show his weapon, his weapon 
his weapon expertise. Can you hear me? His weapon expertise. All right, ready? Here, here he goes. Uh, this is, this is Mr. Mr. Grandmaster J. Uh, and I, I think they've since he since deleted this post off of uh, their YouTube. But listen closely. This is it still exists on Instagram. In fact, somebody forwarded this to me, and I appreciate appreciate um, it. Listen, listen to Mr. Johnson. Let me demonstrate something for y'all. Y'all hold on a second. We're here on the morning mental. I'm gonna show you just how stupid some people are. But give me a weapon. bought this weapon in 1990 in Germany which is which is a peculiar statement in and of itself I I don't know I don't know how that I mean I don't know how that happens I don't even know what what that even means so that's I mean that's another thing to explore now I know 1990 was the year of, of the German reunification um, you know sort of fall of West Germany I, I know there's a black market going on or or what's happening I know Germany Germany have incredibly as far as the law was concerned, incredibly strict um, gun law. So I, I don't know how that happened if he just admitted that he illegally obtained this firearm and transported it to the United States. I, I don't know how that works. But, I, but back to the beginning, he said he's going he's gonna to show us how stupid some people are. By the time you get to the end of this video, I think you'll realize um, which stupid people or stupid person that he is actually referring to. Who's, who's he going to show us <laughs> that's stupid? Now, pay close attention, boys and girls, especially you gun owners out there. Team Shorty. Call it a bullpup because this bitch got kicked to it. This bitch will knock you the fuck down. The interesting thing about this weapon is if I pull back the bolt, see that? See the bolt? There's no bullet in there. Pay very close attention. If I'm not paying attention and I take this weapon and I bang it, look what just happened. The bolt goes forward. The weapon has fired. I didn't touch the trigger. I just simply banged it on the table. If you sit down and you bang this on the ground, you will blow your head off. It happens in basic training every day. And you all get a letter and a flag saying your son was killed in a training accident. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, I, oh, my God. I could not stop laughing at this video. <laughs> and he, now they've since deleted this. I had a, somebody pointed out to this expert what he was saying <laughs> I don't know if he got he got a a, a, a a lesson in firearms from the time that he posted this and deleted it but did you catch that the bolt closes <laughs> he said the bolt closes bang you just blew your head off <laughs> oh my gosh now I you know I don't know, I don't know everything about weapons, um, but that's not, that's not what happens to the ones I own when I close the bolt. When, when the bolt closes, it chambers around. That's what happens. And he goes on, you know, your, your hand doesn't have to be on the trigger and this happens all the time. And I, what I suspect is, you know, this was this was in response to the criticism that they got about the three of three of their idiots being shot by another idiot at their at their march, right? 
and you know people were pointing out like <laughs> okay don't pull the trigger you won't shoot your friend you know the kind of thing and so i i says he, he i don't know he, he sat at home and uh, you know smoked something and came up with this this idea of how how I, that they slammed their weapons on the ground and the bolt closed like they were walking around with open bolts and and then they slam it to the ground and a bolt closes and they shot three people so i, so I don't know so somebody help me out educate me i mean i know you know, like old shotguns and stuff like that but he's suggesting the the bolt closing right then it then it fires around first off if the the bolt's not going to just if the bolt again you bigger better experts out there he's got a magazine and a, and around i mean is the bolt just going to be is it going to hang open like that right and then you close it it it's going to it's going to ram another round behind the one in there i mean that's that's what happens in my world uh so i don't know i've never i i've never i've never heard of this AR15s functioning like this but apparently at the rally so this is what he's suggesting at the rally that uh, closing the bolt uh shoots shoots so i do you guys shoot your i mean do you shoot your ars like that you just you just keep snatching the bolt back and forth and and hoping that it fires around matter of fact go go to go to the range this is what i suggest we, we could do a science experiment so i would suggest this is what i suggest all of you go to the range with your with your ars with your rifles and in fact i'd let everybody there know that you're practicing a new shooting method, that a new firing method that you learned from Grandmaster Jay, that you were told that opening and closing your bolt is the way you fire rounds uh, from your rifle, and just and just do that at the range. Like I would do that at the range. That's that's what you that's what you guys should do. Make sure everybody's watching you. Maybe a number of people filming you, uh, you know, live streaming on Facebook, stuff like that. That would be that would be kind of cool. <laughs> and uh that that way you could you could figure it out so uh the these the so these are the experts this is the expert uh, black militia this is the experts at nfac not uh not the not effing around uh what is it clan crew uh cult i, I forget uh, not effing around uh, C. Okay, so I I I don't know how many how many how many slam fires are going on with your AR-15 by closing the bolt, closing the bolt. Okay, Mr. Kramer, you there? Help me out, man. Am I am I crazy? What what is, what is happening? Closing your bolt is how is how you fire your rifle. Is that a, is that a thing? It's a thing in the black militia. Seriously, that's pretty crazy. So I don't know. Uh, <laughs> so so that's so this is the thing. I mean, that's you got to be aware of this. So this is this is part this is part of the coming storm, right? <laughs> so. I'm not sure that this is necessarily part of the storm that you want to be concerned about. If this, if this is if this is what they're teaching, if this, I mean, this is the leader. This is the leader of the not effing around black militia coalition. <laughs> this is this is the leader. Oh my gosh, who, 
I would love to see this dude fire his weapon, like just snatching his bolt back and forth as the ammunition is flying out to the side, and he's expecting that's how he fires his weapon. I, I would, man, I wish he would do a video about, maybe that's why he deleted this one, because he was actually going to make a video that shows him using this firing method. So anyway, I don't know, is, is there a storm coming? Yeah, I, I think there probably is, no matter what, to an extent. I mean, given, uh, notwithstanding people praying, divine intervention, uh, people having some sort of moral awakening, catching a snap, this not being the majority, I, I yeah, I think there's some kind of storm coming. But um, the, the not effing around coalition, not really, you know, running around shooting themselves and and uh, ejecting ejecting their uh, ammunition while trying to fire. Not not probably part of the storm that I'm particularly concerned about. So I don't know if that's encouraging news, but I still recommend keep your powder dry, be ready, build your uh, build your community. Um, get your stores. Take care of yourself. Take care of one another. Meanwhile, love one another. Respect one another. Support the rule of law, the Constitution, liberty. Learn what you need to learn. Teach your children. Pass it on. Appreciate you guys being here. Uh, God bless. And thanks a lot. See you next time. I'm out.